I just want to do God's will. What you're seeking is a blessing from God. You must expect a miracle. You have the power of choice. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to Life Today Live. Are you enjoying the uh, the holiday spirit? Is it stressing you out? Do you feel the anxiety just creeping up as Christmas Day gets closer and closer? Breathe. We're going to help you today. Today is a calming day for you. I have an author with me who has a book that will just, it will bring you peace if you will listen. So I welcome you today. Jen Tucker is my guest uh, and her book that's out now is called Breath as Prayer. What does that mean and how can it help? You're going to find out. So glad you're here today. If you haven't liked, followed, or subscribe, please do that. And we'll roll with you right through the holidays and, and hopefully make it better. Jen, great to have you on Life Today Live. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. So I'm intrigued. I'm going to show the cover of the book again because these this is like flowers as lungs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, but then this idea of, of breath as prayer, what, what, what does that mean? Yeah, well, it's about the spiritual practice of breath prayer, which is simply just a prayer you pray to the rhythm of your breath, to the inhales and the exhales. So it's a short prayer, usually made up just of two lines. All of the breath prayers in my book are taken straight from scripture. They're based on God's word. And so you inhale one line and you exhale the next line. And the, the idea behind it is that we're slowing our breath intentionally. We're slowing down, taking deep breaths, which is scientifically shown to calm our bodies, the physical symptoms of anxiety if we're experiencing anxiety. And then we're at the same time turning our minds and our hearts to Christ in prayer. And so we're praying to him. So we're taking our mind off of whatever might be overwhelming us, whatever might be filling us with fear, anxiety, and we're putting it back toward truth and the promises of God that are in his word. Um, it's a practice that's been around for centuries. Christians have prayed Christian breath prayer for a very long time. So it's not a new concept. It's nothing I can't up with is something I stumbled upon the idea as I was actually researching ways to manage anxiety. My daughter had been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder at the time. Um, and in the process of trying to help her, um, I had to get real honest about my own anxiety and my own struggles with it because I had shoved it to the side for a long time and kind of covered it up with a lot of overworking and perfectionism and people pleasing and um, just didn't really address it because of the shame and the guilt that surrounded it for me hmm. um, growing up. Um, but anyway, so I stumbled upon breath prayer and so and it just has been a tool that has helped me significantly, both in managing my anxiety, but also in strengthening my faith at the same time, because it has me constantly slowing down and turning my mind to Christ. And so it's just been something that, a tool that's really helped me personally a lot. Interesting. Well, I mean, if you're, if you're talking about scripture, then mm -hmm. you're getting that inside you just mm -hmm. through the repetition of it. Now, you mentioned this is this is old, so this is not like some new age guru kind of thing where you're just throwing scripture on top of it. Uh, <laughs> right, where, no. And you know where there's it comes some, from? Um, yeah, well, actually, it was way back when I did a little research, which there are scholars who know way more than me. Oh, I don't sure. claim to be any kind of expert. <laughs> sure. But way back, the desert mothers and fathers prayed breath prayers when they were exiled from 
um, their country. They pray these short prayers, contemplative type prayers to help focus their mind on Christ. And so, but it's been practiced primarily through like liturgical churches, which I didn't grow up in at all in any kind of liturgical practices. And so it was a very new concept to me. I'm sure there's people out there who are like, oh yeah, I know breath prayer, duh. (laughs) Like, but for me, it was, it was a new thing because I had never really practiced those type of contemplative prayers before, but I have found it to be really a powerful way to meditate on scripture while turning my mind to Christ. And yeah, I've, I know I can completely understand the bit of pushback about maybe it sounding a bit new age or <laughs> um, Eastern religion or something, because there are a lot of practices around the world that incur- incorporate breath work yeah. and breathing. Yeah. Um, but the difference in, and I, I really point this out very specifically in my book, because I don't want there to be misunderstanding. Christian breath prayer is not about emptying our mind to reach some kind of state of nirvana. Uh, it's not about turning inward for peace or looking inside yourself for the answers. Hmm. Christian breath prayer that's rooted in scripture, it's just God's word, you're praying to him. Um, it's about filling our mind with truth you know, turning our mind to Christ and looking to him, not ourselves, but to him, our true source of peace and who is the answer um, when we're struggling or even just in our everyday life. It's been just a practice that has helped me. I kind of start my day with breath prayer and it kind of just helps me just slow down the pace because we're all so, so busy um, to just slow down, take some deep breaths and focus on the truth in God's word. Well, you know, I mean, even athletes and musicians, work on their breathing. So there's there's not anything weird. And actually, you know what? Um, There's a gentleman, uh, I guess you call him a nutritionist. He's more of a businessman, but he does nutritional stuff. Uh, Close friend of the ministry. And he has his 10 healthy things to do. And it includes very basic things like drink enough water, you know, get some exercise. But one of them is deep breathing, especially in Mm -hmm. the morning, because he talks about how it, it opens up your lungs, Mm -hmm. gets the oxygen in, gets the old air out and and i i tried that some and, and i found it does help me wake up in the morning mm-hmm. it that. helps a lot with so many things because it what it does is it triggers the vagus nerves in our parasympathetic nervous system which is our rest and digest system of our body which is the opposite of our sympathetic nervous system which is what kicks in when we're anxious when we're afraid when our body senses any kind of threat or danger that sympathetic nervous system kicks in so the heart rate goes up and the breathing's more rapid and the logic side of our brain literally kind of shuts down and the emotional side takes over the amygdala so deep breathing helps trigger the opposite system the parasympathetic nervous system which physically physiologically literally calms our body it lowers the heart rate helps our thinking brain take over again and so the emotions aren't so overwhelming and so there's a lot of science and medical reasons why deep breathing does help us. And for me as a Christian, I look at that and I'm always amazed because breath is the gift of God. I mean, he gave, it's his breath that gives us life. It's his breath that gave man a living, made man a living soul. And so, and it's his breath that moves in and out of whether we think about our breathing or not, because we can do it automatically. We don't really think about it most of the time. But it's his breath that's sustaining us every day. Every breath we take is mercy from him. And so to to take that gift he gave us and to realize, wow, what a gift this is that we can breathe deep. He gave us the control over our breath that we can take a deep breath and literally calm our body and allow our mind to focus on him. To me, it's such a gift from him. So that's kind of how I see it. And, And, you know, the idea of breath and breathing Mm-hmm. is all through scripture even sometimes mm-hmm. when it's not translated 
into that. You look at the original Hebrew, especially, and it it mm-hmm. is brief. It's I think even when God created the world, it's not that he is it a spoke or is it a breathe? I think that the actual right, meaning yeah. is not breathe. So it's yeah, the power in that breath. There's just so much there. Yeah. All right. So you said something that I, I don't I I can't quite comprehend. You said you okay. There there's two lines and you. You breathe in and you speak a line and then you breathe out. And I'm tr- I'm going, how do you talk while you're breathing in? Well, this, that's why it's a personal prayer. So you're really praying it in your mind. You're not saying okay. it out loud. It you're not, not saying the words out loud. No. So you're inhaling, focusing on that first line of scripture or that first line of the prayer. And then as you exhale slowly, you're focusing on that second line. And then you repeat it. And the repetition helps just really kind of recenter your focus on those words and we're meditating on those words so we're we're thinking about what those words mean we're giving it deeper meaning what is god telling me in this passage what am i focusing on i'll give an example last year and this is when breath prayer became a lifeline to me and it became something that has since then has been a daily practice Uh, my daughter was hospitalized um, for some really significant health issues Um, and i was so terrified that first night that we were there Um, i had no idea how long we would be in the hospital i had no idea how the next few days weeks months were going to unfold and i was terrified and so filled with anxiety and i couldn't even think of any words to pray at all i was just overcome with just fear. I was just so afraid because I didn't know how to walk this road. I didn't know how to face the next day. I didn't know what was going to come. And the Holy Spirit brought to my mind a breath prayer that I had learned months ago when I had first learned about breath prayer. And it's straight from Psalm 23, the very first verse, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. And that's all I could think of. But so I just started, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to breathe. So I inhaled and I thought to myself, the Lord is my shepherd. And I exhaled, I have all that I need. And I did it again. I breathed in, the Lord is my shepherd, and I exhaled, I have all that I need. And as I did that, I could literally feel my body starting to calm. The shaking was subsiding, the crying was calming down. Like I was just so overwhelmed with so much anxiety. But the physical symptoms started to slow. But then I focused my mind on those truths. The Lord is my shepherd. He's my shepherd and he loves us. He loves me. He loves my daughter. He's with us. And I have all that I need. I don't need to know the answers. I don't need to know what tomorrow is going to hold because I have him and I have the one who holds tomorrow. I have the one who is the answer. And I can rest in that promise that I do have all that I need as long as I have him. And throughout that hospital stay, we were there nearly three weeks. And every day my anxiety would skyrocket because things doctor told me or things that were happening. And I was so filled with anxiety so often, but I would make myself stop, (laughs) breathe, and pray and focus on those words. And it was really that one breath prayer. I would repeat it just over and over and refocus my mind. What is true? The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. And the Holy Spirit gave me a peace that I can't explain. And I know it just came from him. As I focused on the truth in his word and I slowed my breathing, was able to calm my physical symptoms of anxiety. It's what got me through that hospital stay and what got me through the following months um, that were to come, which was the hardest year of my life. But um, And through that year is where this book came from. Wow. Through all those hard days is when I wrote these prayers because they were my lifeline. That's what I was praying through all the unknown and all the uncertainty and all the hard, high anxiety days. 
I focused on simple truths to bring my heart recentered with in line with Christ and his word and his truth and the breathing really did help calm my body. And it all just worked together. To me, it just brought it all full circle, our body, mind, spirit, soul. God made us to be yeah. fully integrated, fully interconnected, and it all works together. And so, um, yeah, that's where that came from. So it's just a simple inhale, say a line, exhale, pray a line as you focus your mind on him. How's your daughter? She's okay. We're still in the thick of it, still in process of healing and recovery. And I can't go into all the details, sure, no, but, right. um, but yeah, she's one day at a time. We're taking one day at a time. So you're, uh, obviously that is a difficult time for anyone. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and we all would get that, uh, out, outside of the crisis mm-hmm. moments is anxiety, sure. something that you struggle, you have struggled with historically. Absolutely. Yeah. I've had, if I look back, I can see that I've had anxiety my whole life, mm-hmm. like particularly, um, and it gets worse in some seasons. Um, and my daughter's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder, but my anxiety, um, I haven't been diagnosed by a doctor, but it has pretty significant and sometimes it it affects my life. But for a long time, like because I was raised in church, surrounded by scripture, and I would read verses like be anxious for nothing and do not worry about your life. Don't worry about anything and do not fear. Don't be afraid. Do not fear. All throughout scripture, God tells us those things. And, And for me, when I heard um, like sermons about that, or I would read those scriptures for myself, I'm like, well, what do I... I'm, what do I do when I still feel that way, though? I still feel anxious. I'm praying. I'm reading my Bible. I'm doing all the things, the checklist of things that you should do. Um, but I'm still struggling with anxiety. What is wrong with me? I must not trust God enough. I must not be praying the right way. I must not. There, I'm doing something wrong as a Christian if I can't get over this anxiety. I viewed anxiety as my enemy, as a roadblock. I had to somehow get over before I could really experience the full life that God promised me. And so for a long, long time, I just, it was such surrounded in shame. I didn't want to admit that I struggled with anxiety because that's to admit that I'm failing in some way as a Christian, um, in my mind. And so it really wasn't until my daughter was struggling with her anxiety. She had, she had, has instilled to this day has very bad panic attacks. Um, and they were really significant at the time, really impacted her life. And so trying to help her through that. And as we learned what anxiety really is in the body, (laughs) our stress response, it's a natural response that we have. Um, and learning about that and then shifting my, how I viewed those scriptures and how I read those scriptures as not condemnation from God. Like he's not waiting to strike us down when we're afraid. He's not waiting. He's not mad at us to yell at us when we're anxious. I was able to see it through a new light with my daughter because like when she would come to me terrified or having a panic attack or a really high anxiety, I didn't yell at her. I didn't get mad at her. I didn't tell her all the things she was doing wrong. Well, you shouldn't feel that way because this, this, this. I wrapped her in my arms and I reminded her of truth. You're okay. I'm here with you. You're safe. There's nothing to be. You don't have to be afraid. And I think that's what God's telling us in those verses. He's not waiting to to strike us down when we feel anxiety. He knows we're going to feel it. That's part of the human experience. We're going to be afraid. We're going to experience these things because that's part of being human. But he's telling us in those verses, listen, come to me. Let me wrap you in my arms. Let me remind you, I am with you. You are safe. You don't have to be afraid and you don't have to worry because I will 
take care of you. And those are the truths we can cling to, those promises in times of anxiety when we are afraid and worried, because that does bring a peace because we can give him all of those things and rest in the truth of knowing he's with us and we are safe. You know, you bring something up that I think is huge because I I, I think it's a combination of things. I think it's, it's a lie from the enemy. And I mm-hmm. also think that it's even some good people, maybe some not so good people in the <laughs> church that mm-hmm. we would even read the scripture, do not be afraid as do not be afraid. Right. When that's mm-hmm. not, it, it's a loving parent going, yes. hey, hey, don't be afraid. Don't yeah. be afraid. You know, yeah. God's with you. And mm-hmm. it, we, we add tone to scripture that is the complete opposite of the meaning of so many of these things that don't be anxious, you know, mm-hmm. don't worry about anything. It, it's scolding. And then that, that tone, right. did you grow up in a, with a religious background that had a little bit of that? I mean, I, I oh yeah. Know. Oh yeah. Very legalistic, conservative, very, you know, so, um, yeah, it was, I, I saw it as a command and if I didn't do that, I was sinning, you yeah. know? Right back so that's law. where, you know, right. so it was very, very much shape and I'm still working through the process of undoing a lot of that incorrect thinking and incorrect interpretation of scripture that was read through the lens of condemnation, which oh, yeah. was not at, all not at all what he intended. And so the shame and the guilt that I lived under and was buried under for so long, mm-hmm. it was lifted when I realized that is not what he meant. And I, he's not mad at me because I feel anxiety. And I can learn how to manage this in a more healthy way rather than trying to shove it down and cover it up and hide it underneath overworking imperfectionism and people pleasing and all these other things that are just manifestations of anxiety, really, because I want to control the things in my life so I don't feel that anxiety and learn to how to turn to him in those times. And breath prayer has been just a little, it's so simple. It's just a simple little tool that has really helped me significantly. And now it's not the only thing I do to manage my anxiety. It's not the only kind of prayer I pray by any means, but it's just a small little piece of the, a little tool in my toolbox, if you have it, um, for my mental health and for my spiritual health that just has helped me so, so much. Yeah, and I think just getting rid of the New Testament legalism that a lot of churches have built up it's it's just as bad as the old testament legalism <laughs> you know and and the law brings death but the spirit the pneuma the breath brings the life yeah and and that's such a beautiful thing now you are combining a couple of things <laughs> that are uh some people might think of like oil and water we're talking about christianity you know mm-hmm. and mental health yeah. Those two have not always been friendly pairings in, in people's minds. Yeah, yeah. And that's really unfortunate. Um, and one of my passions now is to try to change that, even in a small way, because mental health is health. It's our physical health. It has to do with the brain. That's an organ, just like any other organ in our body. If we can understand that there are those who have like diabetes or they have a heart condition or cancer, other, there's a wide range of illnesses and diseases that um, humanity is plagued with. And a lot of that, I mean, we live in a broken, fallen world and our bodies, all of our bodies are going to fail us at some point in some way. Um, But for those who struggle with mental health conditions um, with, with 
things in their brain where the connections are not how it ought to be or or their nervous system is dysregulated, which is my daughter's um, anxiety disorder has to do with her nervous system is just highly dysregulated and is very easy to get it kind of off out of whack um but we a lot of us live in in different types of dysregulation and um if we can look at it now it, because it's the brain it's really complicated <laughs> and scientists even and doctors are just beginning to scratch the surface of the brain and it's it's incredible how it works and to me that just shows god's mass you know how he designed us is just incredible but um but yeah mental health in the church has been like at odds which leaves people who struggle with mental health feeling like they don't have a place with us. Like they don't have a place in church. They don't feel safe there. And that has to change. We have to make church the place that people can come to when they're struggling with mental health things because they're just like any other kind of health crisis or health problem. It affects people in multiple ways. And it is, you know, but when you take time to really listen and talk to people who have these conditions, I think that shifts something when you really take time to get to know it it does and the scripture is loaded with anxiety fear Mm -hmm. uh as well as the mind i mean Mm -hmm. it's not like the bible's silent on it god knows this one one thing i like to point out i notice you have you have glasses i do (laughs) see i have lenses that have been permanently put in under the cornea all right Mm -hmm. without the and i've had surgery on both eyes to uh reattach my retinas Mm-hmm. Right, so like 50 years ago, I'd be completely blind, no light, no shadows, mm-hmm. no nothing, because both mm-hmm. retinas would have detached. And you know, right. you could have said to me, um, you know, read your Bible, but I couldn't, <laughs> go and I couldn't see it. I'd no matter how much yeah. I tried or how much I wanted to, I couldn't. And right. it wasn't because they didn't detach because I did something wrong. We right. just our bodies mm-hmm. are imperfect, mm-hmm. uh, and yet we have a perfect, loving Father who is waiting to help us, even through the hands of, of doctors. Um, Absolutely. My, retina, yeah. my, my retinologist is a Muslim. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, God can work through anybody to to yeah. put us in a place where now I can see, I can do this, have this right. conversation with you, I can read your book, Bre- uh, Breath is Prayer, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, we, we, we have to get past, I think, some of our religious roadblocks and, mm-hmm. and embrace everything that God in his grace has given to us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And he works through doctors. He works through medication. And to me, seeking help for your mental health, there's there should be no shame in that as a Christian. Right. You can love Jesus and you can still struggle with anxiety. You can still see a therapist. I do. I see a therapist and I take antidepressants for my depression that I struggle with. Um, and that's part of how God helps me, you know, just like someone with diabetes takes insulin to help their bodies function the way it needs to. So now I need a little extra help to help my brain function the way it needs to. So there's no shame in that. In fact, that's a gift. It's I, a have gift. A, I have a question about the medication because I, sure. I, I'm I'm automatically leery of the chemical reconfiguration sure. of my brain. I mean, I, sure. I don't, my wife makes fun of me when I'm not feeling well. She's like, would you take some allergy medicine? I'm like, I don't want to take any medicine. Right? But then I break yeah. down and I do. And then yeah. like, well, at least take you know that i just don't like taking stuff um sure. did you did you struggle with that did you pray about that because here's the thing mm-hmm. god knows our bodies he knows mm-hmm. if an antidepressant's actually going to do more harm than good mm-hmm. and i think it's true for any any you know drug basically sure. yeah uh did how, how did you work through that to get to a point of comfort with it 
Yeah, well, you know, I I have to trust also professionals who know way more than me as far as the science in the medical field. My doc, my sister is a pharmacist, so she understands drugs like um, really well. Um, and no, I'm not an advocate for just medicating absolutely everything, but I do think there are times when medication is helpful. Like I said, like sure. with diabetes, taking insulin, with a heart condition, taking, you know, some kind of a cholesterol management or whatever to help your body do what it needs to do. Um, I think it's wise to consult your doctors, consult your the mental health professionals working with you, especially if it's something like depression. Um, I may not be on antidepressants long term. I just know there are seasons where it it is it makes enough of a significant difference for me that it is a a valid and helpful thing for me to do to help care for my health. And and yeah. when and when you breathe and pray about that, mm-hmm. you have peace. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Complete peace. Key. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lord knows before they yep. poked <laughs> I want to freak mm-hmm. some people out. They they poked through two needles yeah. through your eyes, one for a yeah. camera, one for a laser when they did sure. a vitrectomy. And I welcomed the anesthesiologist before that <laughs> yes, one. Yes, <laughs> was not, yes, yes. Like, Give me the drugs. <laughs> we got to do this. And, yeah. and I, look, I look at that as the grace of God, too. So Absolutely, I, but, yeah. But, but we Absolutely. do have to. I think we do need to have that peace and, and hear from mm-hmm. God in any decision. Sure, Last question, absolutely. because uh, part of your the Breath is Prayer, I'll show people the book again. This is the book by Jennifer Tucker, uh, available now, Breath as Prayer. Something I think you're tapping into that is completely lost in most of Western culture, uh, definitely in the churches you and I grew up in down south, right, <laughs> is this idea of meditation. Mm-hmm. What, what do you, when you think of meditation, is it just like, yeah, I'll think about that for a while, or is it something deeper? Um, it's become something deeper for me. I mean, the Bible specifically says to meditate on his word day and night. Like he specifically tells us to do that. But what does that look like? I think for a lot of other religious practices or other types of meditative practices, the idea is to empty the mind. Like I was saying earlier, Mm -hmm. like just try to clear the mind of all thought or focus on one word over and over until it loses all meaning type (laughs) thing. And you reach some kind of, there are practices like that. Um, But with Christian meditation, we're meditating on God's word. We're filling our mind with his truth. We're turning our mind toward him. And I think we need to do that every day throughout the day because we are so easily distracted. I mean, we're here entering Christmas season or full on in it. Mm. um, And it is so easy to get distracted. There's way a lot going on where we keep our calendars full of all these activities, events and things to do and cook and bake and go here and there. and we can lose sight of what's actually most important in all our effort to do all these things and to make Christmas amazing. Yeah. We kind of lose focus on what makes Christmas truly amazing. And that's Jesus. And that's he's coming. He's with us. This is the good news. This is what we should focus on. And that alone can bring peace. And so that's even in this season that can be so hectic and crazy to meditate on God's word, to focus in on his word and let him uh, open yourself to let him speak to you through that word. What do you want? How am I going to live this truth out in my life type thing is where Christian meditation kind of then follows through action. Like it's going to result in some kind of action in our life where we walk through our life differently as a result of the truth that we've meditated on. Yeah. And it's healing. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, it's so what we need. 
Mm-hmm. You can reach uh, Jennifer Tucker at littlehousestudio.net. It looks just like this. And, Jen, before I let you go, I just want to give you the last word. Anything else that you want to mention or that uh, I, I didn't ask about that you want to leave people with? Oh, I don't know. I would just say, listen, if you're anxious, just take some time and slow down. Take a deep breath. Pray and focus your mind on God. And you know what? If you're really struggling with anxiety that affects your everyday life, don't be afraid to ask for help. Seek help because there is help out there and there's hope. You don't have to live that way every day. There is hope out there and there's no shame in seeking help if you're struggling. Uh, there is healing in community and seeking help, and there is hope. You need to hear that if you're struggling today. There is hope. Jen, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Appreciate your time. Appreciate Thanks all you so guys much. out there watching Life Today Live. Again, if you haven't hit uh, follow, like, subscribe, do that. And if you know someone that needs this little encouragement, hit share. Come back. We'll see you again here on Life Today Live. We've on this vast, limitless sea of divine mercy.